Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We are your hosts. My name is Chris Alfick. And I'm Connor Thompson. You might know that by now. Today we are doing August 13th through 19th in 1992. Alright, let's dive in. August 13th to 16th of this week, the San Diego Comic Con was held at the San Diego Convention Center and Doubletree Hotel San Diego, California, with an estimated 22,000 attendees. Special guests include Francis Ford Coppola, Todd McFarland, William Shatner, and more. The con also hosted Jack Kirby's 75th birthday party, Jack Kirby, of course, being the lesser known but likely more important half of Marvel. That's usually the case, isn't it? Yeah. Like... Steve Wozniak. I was going to say, he's the Woz. Yeah, Steve Wozniak did way more work, whereas Steve Jobs was the mind behind it. Um, Motherfucker. And I'm sure there's other examples like that out there as well. Yep. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. (laughs) Just a a quick aside, that was a reference to um, Anchorman. Not a 90s movie. Yeah, and uh, San Diego's probably a nice place. Moving on to August 14th. You know what might not be a good place in California? Koyamaka. What is that? Koyamaka? Koyamaka Rancho State Park. You know why? Because squirrel found to be infected with plague. Animal is caught at Koyamaka Rancho State Park. That happens. Health officials dusted animal burrows in Koyamaka Rancho State Park with insecticide Thursday after a squirrel was found to be infected with bubonic plague. Health officials immediately launched a program to wipe out fleas in the popular campground where the infected squirrel was found on Thursday. They began dusting squirrel burrows around the 85 campground sites with insecticide. The squirrel was captured in May, but test results, usually available within six weeks, took three months uh, because budget cuts forced a federal agency to pass the task to the state. The bubonic plague, which ravaged Western Europe in the 14th century, is deadly if it goes untreated, but is readily cured when diagnosed. Oh boy. The plague. That's fantastic. <laughs> August, like, okay. Every every now and then you hear about the plague in some way. Like some years ago, there was a guy who was doing some sort of lab experiment with the plague and accidentally infected himself. Yeah. I know it's not funny, but I think it's so funny every time something comes up about the plague. It is. Right? It really, I mean, and it it's is. shitty. Fu- it is. Well, I mean, I feel better because of the line, it's readily cured when diagnosed. True. So modern medical science. We got there. Yeah, we, we, we got it. there and we can all have a laugh at it now. Fantastic. August 15th, Nickelodeon began a Saturday night programming block called SNCC, which ran until 2004. One of the programs that launched in the US with the SNCC lineup was Are You Afraid of the Dark in America, which was, of course, started in 1990 in Canada, where we have all the good things before you. Just kidding. Only no. this one. Yeah, we have this and Universal Healthcare. That's literally it. Oh, and I think McFlurry's. No, really? I'm pretty sure. Well, it's because of test markets, right? Uh, okay, um, okay. But I, I know that Canadian has a number of McDonald's test markets. Yeah. Yo, did you hear? Um, allegedly, there's a 67 cent hamburger day at McDonald's on Wednesday. What? That yeah. seems like a bad idea. That seems for my like... health. Oh, a bad idea. I think there's five McDonald's in Niagara Falls. You're limited to three per person, so... Oh my god, are we we doing a hamburger tour? Tour It's been years since we've done that. Harvey's, okay. 
Quick aside. Yeah. Harvey's, which you may know about because of How I Met Your Mother. Or, you know, if you're Canadian. True. Used to do free hamburger day. Yeah. So we drove around the Niagara region buying free hamburgers. We brought our own cheese. We brought our own cheese. We brought our own drinks. We had a cooler with us. We had a system. We and were prepared. It, it was amazing. Anyway. Yeah. Moving on to August 16th. Take it away. All right. Computers. High-tech brush for FBI composite artists. <laughs> it might not turn Sergeant Joe Friday into Michelangelo. This is some 90s writing right <laughs> Sergeant here. Sergeant Joe Friday. But a new computer system is enhancing the artistic skills of law enforcement agents whose rough composite sketches of wanted criminals hang on post office walls. Is that actually... Like, I've never seen a, oh, a that's, sketch. In the US, that's a thing. Okay. Quote, it's really going to revolutionize the way composites are done, said Mike with a Y. Taster. A sketch artist at FBI headquarters in Washington. It gives us a leverage that we've never had, said Special Agent John Larson of the FBI's Chicago office, where the new system was launched. Quote, we're in the 21st century with it. Jesus. That's great. <laughs> Until now, the Bureau's 25 sketch artist used pencil and paper to turn a witness's description into an image of a crime suspect. Witnesses now select from more than 1,000 facial characteristics pictured in the FBI's facial identification catalog, and the artist then goes to work creating a hand-drawn composite combining all those features. <sighs> Are these fake names? You think? I mean, Sergeant Joe Friday, definitely. That's like, what, like yeah. generic, yeah. generic cop name, but... Oh, man. I don't know, Mike... Ta I think it's like Tyster or is it no, like Taster? No one with Mike spells their name with a Y. This guy does. If you are listening and have a Y in your name and your name happens to be Mike, send us an email talking shit about how uncultured we are. Hey, if you have a Y in your name at all, we'd, we'd like to hear from you. Why? I don't know. August 17th. Monorail is people's choice. <laughs> I know. In June of 1990, Ogdenville, wait, Shelbyville, wait, Springfield, wait, San Fernando Valley voters made it clear that monorail on the Ventura Freeway was their number one choice for an east-west rapid transit system in the valley. At the August 26th meeting of the Los Angeles County Transportation Commission, public comment will be heard and they will be presented with the final environmental impact report supporting the feasibility of this technology. With more than 100,000 Valley voters choosing monorail on the Ventura Freeway, any other choice by the commission would be political and not the, quote, people's choice. Well, sir, there's nothing on earth like a genuine, bona fide, electrified six-car monorail. What do you say? Monorail. What's it called? Monorail. 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 <laughs> let's just leave that there. Let's let's do that. Uh, and talk about August 18th instead. Uh, Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love become parents of a daughter, Frances Bean Cobain. Uh, also today, Wayne Newton, hobbled by debt, files bankruptcy. Las Vegas lounge lord Wayne Newton whose vast business holdings once included a 50% stake in the Aladdin Hotel and Casino, has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in Reno. Newton, age 50 at the time, was listed as the world's highest paid entertainer by the Guinness Book of World Records in 1983 and is said to still take in as much as $250,000 a week as a performer at Las Vegas. He's also worked in movies and on television. It's said that Newton's financial problems stem from a series of bad investments in the 1980s. Holy shit, 250 grand a week in the 90s. I know. Damn. That's like, probably that, 400 now. That's a ton of cash. Yeah. Good for him. I but the... Except for the bankruptcy thing. Yeah, bad for he's him. doing all right now. Maybe. Yeah, I probably. Know. Is he alive? He's alive. Okay, good. I think. August 19th. 
Seven tourists in Yosemite injured when oak tree limb falls on bus. An oak tree limb cracked and fell on an open-air bus touring Yosemite National Park Tuesday afternoon, injuring seven people. Five of the injured were treated at a local medical center, and two remained under observation, according to a National Park Service spokesman. The nature ah, of their injuries was not known, but thought to be minor. This is a bad week for uh, for parks. I believe so. Uh, hey, we haven't talked about the bees in a while. We really haven't. Yeah. And we'll leave it at that. Ah, shit. I should have said I believe so. That was that would have been a twofer. I'm not clever enough. Yeah. All right. Okay. You know, there's so, only so many bee puns that this podcast can go through. Ow, I just punched the table. Ooh, you this is have... a solid wooden table, guys. I think you all heard that. Yeah. Or at least you will once I edit this episode. I so... mean, if it comes across as like a big uh, blip on the on the podcast, then your pain will be their pain too. Oh, just know that that was my fist. Before we get into movies and music, so we got in the theme at the beginning of this year of kind of choosing one thing to focus on whether that was one album or one artist or in the case of movies one movie or one one direction yeah one anything Uh, not that though we got out of that quickly i don't really know why but we're going to go back there except not this week yeah so didn't really think about it you know it would have been a really good movie to talk about this week three ninjas Oh, Three Ninjas is on here. Nice. A I was going to say uh, number 13, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, oh, damn, which we kind of talked too. about last week. That's true. But, uh, hey, we, you know what? We just talked about three movies. We kinda. actually just listed most of the good ones on here. Yeah. Except for Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Ooh, nice. Rick Moranis. Yeah. Man. Did you know? We're basically that... just talking about the same shit we talked about last week, aren't we? Pretty much. Yeah. Let's just leave that there, then. I liked Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, though. It was a good one. Yeah, it was. And Rick Moranis was in it. Um, again, we're going to take a glance at some of the top Canadian tracks, but uh, we're going to try to narrow it down on just one. We're going to keep, you know, one artist, one song, one love, Bob Marley, you know. Anyway, uh, top 100 hit tracks of August 15th, 1992. Let's see. Holy shit. What? The number one spot is This Used to Be My Playground by Madonna, which is featured, obviously, obviously, heavily... In a league of their own, ah. which was also on this list, wasn't that it? That is, yeah, that was on that was on the thing. Madonna, Gina Davis, Rosie O'Donnell, Tom Hanks, a number of other actors, producers, <laughs> directors, probably director, executive producer, at least one lighting casting, person, a gaffer. This is a movie featuring marketing. Yeah, we did it. Numbering number two. <laughs> The one, hey, that kind of goes oh, with the theme of saying yeah, one does. by Elton John. Meh. I'll be there, Mariah Carey, just another day. Is that John Cicada? Correct. All right. Does he does he make a hit every seven years? Apparently. All right. And I just want to skip right down to number six. <laughs> You're skipping one whole song, but skip it. Yeah. But one song. Uh, something by Karl Marx. I Meh. don't know. <laughs> Richard Marx. Uh, Karl Marx. Damn it. Six. Yeah, it's Friday I'm in Love by The Cure, which I didn't really realize was a 90s song. It does not sound like what It is and the early 90s. It is the early 90s. There's still a lot of carryover from the 80s. But more importantly, when I think of The Cure, I never really thought of them as a 90s band. I've always thought of them as more of an 80s band. Mm. And for me, at least, this is probably their most iconic song. See, this is a big generational difference because it's Friday, I'm in love in the 90s, but in the 2000s, it's Friday, Friday, 
you got to get down on Friday. Actually, I would say that because that was 2011. So if, oh, we, were to, if we were to Damn. talk about the 2000s, I'm thinking it would be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, and Sunday. We, 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 we do what we say, I think. Party every day, party every day. Black Eyed Peas. I'm totally done with music now. I just want. I'm off it. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive this right down to the ground a little bit more. I think you already did. You know what you're saying with the generational, the kind of the generational differences and stuff like that. Yep. You know, we probably probably people older than us might have other Cure songs that are more iconic to them than this one from the '90s, from after they've already had a decade of a fairly successful career. Okay. I think we view this song in the same way. That maybe kids these days might view something like Britney Spears. Oh no! So or I the think... Chili Peppers. Oh, maybe Chili Peppers might be yeah. a better example. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, because like with Britney Spears these days, she's like, still oh, making music. I don't know, but mm-hmm. like you know, people are like, "Oh, I'm it's Britney, bitch," and and stuff yeah. like that. Where that was a phrase that was coined at well over a decade after her career started with things like. Hit me baby one, one more time, time. Yeah. and oops, I did it again. So that might be what kids cling to nowadays as the Britney Spears song, but it's not. Shit. And it never will be. And yeah, I guess the Chili Peppers are a good example of that too. They've they've changed a lot. Um and I actually do I I'm liking a lot of their a lot of their newer stuff that I've heard on the radio. Yeah, you've really come around on them. Yeah, things happen. Okay. Um, let's move on. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, we don't have any nineties news now this week because nothing nineties is going on that we found in our brief research. Yeah, Actually, sure Chris's brief research. I was up to lots of shit this week. It's been a busy week. Oh man. Actually, you know what? Let's talk something a little bit nineties. Sometimes it's important to, you know, get outside with obviously the theme of the spotlight every week has been summertime and what is more summer? Than going for a swim in the pool, whether yours or the public pool or a or friend's pool. Else's. Yeah, that was, I think, a very important thing in the 90s. It was a stable. very suburban thing. Yeah, obviously, pools are still around. Lots of people still have pools. You got rid of your, your parents got mm. rid of their pool, right? I think three years ago now. Okay. Yeah. But it was definitely, I think it's got to be a different experience now. When we were a kid, it was probably a lot simpler to go to something like a public pool. We did not have cell phones. We didn't have really any electronic devices in at least the early to mid 90s that we needed to lug around with us. So that precluded the use. We didn't need lockers. We didn't need anything. Basically, you probably just throw your towel down, you throw your shoes down, and then you go in the pool because what kind of sick maniac steals shoes and towels? True. And that I think was really a really important kind of thing. And I think it's changed a little bit. Also, I just remember going to the pool with like my, I had those, you know, those shoes that uh, you could wear in the water. Water shoes. Yeah. I exclusively wore those for one summer. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was easier. It is easier. Uh, how are we doing for time? Um, just, uh, just a quick aside. I have to work in 27 minutes. So mm. we're, uh, might be cutting this short. Might be cutting this things. One other thing I want to talk about though, it's sure. almost nineties news now. When was the first time you went to Canada's Wonderland? Probably, I think sixth grade is when sixth we were grade. allowed to go in our elementary school. Six, seven, eight. We went okay. every year. That would have been six. Probably would have been ninety nine, maybe, uh, maybe two thousand. Yeah, no, 
2000. Okay. Yeah. But man, did you go on roller coasters back then? Yep. Yeah? Yep. The first time I went on a roller coaster was, I think, in grade five Mm -hmm. at Sal's birthday. We went to Canada's Wonderland, went on the roller coaster there. That would have been in the 90s then. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. So you went to Canada's Wonderland in the 90s. Or sorry, not Canada's Wonderland. Marine Land. Marine Land. Okay. Gross. Don't talk about it. Yeah. Marine Land's a shithole. It's Um, dumb. Don't go there. Yeah. Don't go to... Seriously. Marine Land is like... People say a lot of things about animal cruelty, which are probably true, but all of that aside, it's just a dump. So if you want to spend your money, spend it literally anywhere else. Literally anywhere else. Yeah. But the point is, yeah, I did go on 90s roller coasters. Uh, I They felt more rickety. The yeah. wooden ones. I love that. Uh, I can't I can't do it. So it's I went to Wonderland danger. this week. Oh, shit. Yeah. I forgot about this. How did it go? Uh, couldn't do it. You didn't go on any roller coasters? Oh, no. I went on I went on Mindbuster oh, at okay. Wonderland. That is a good one. And it, it fucked it's me a, up. It's a wooden one. Yeah. It fucked me up way too much. Really? My back still hurts. Here's the thing. It's very rickety. It's very rickety, but when you go over the inclines and start going down, I have this deep down natural reaction to resist with literally all that I have in me, which results in me fucking up my back. I need to, fi- I need to find a way to get over that yeah. if I'm ever going to ride a roller coaster. Well, I don't think starting a wood- on a wooden roller coaster is a good idea. I would not have recommended that to you. Yeah, that's what happened. Huh. Oh, did you eat and or drink beforehand? No. Okay, so you did it on an empty stomach? Uh, kind yeah. of empty? Pseudo empty? I had like uh, I had some trail mix, like okay. you know, basically empty, had some water, but uh my plan of like chugging a beer before going on a ride didn't uh, didn't happen. I remember like when we were in grade 6 and we went to Wonderland, there was maybe 6 or 7 of us. Pre-game Actually no, in the parking eight, lot? 8 in a group. No, no, no parking lot pre-game unfortunately, but I do remember that we all intentionally bought the largest pop we could find and ate a foot-long hot dog to see if anyone would throw up. That's a horrible idea and exactly what I could imagine. It was very fun. Happening. No one vomited. No one vomited. No That's vomited. because I didn't go to your elementary school. Fair enough. Actually, I wouldn't even have been on the ride. I would have just been like, all right, I'll hold your bags. It was a great time. You know the one, I don't know if they still have these anymore, but it's like a, it's a big rocking, in this case, I it was a pirate ship. And it, yeah, they it gets to, it. okay. I we were on there and one of my buddies had a bunch of change in his pocket and as soon as it got up to <laughs> like facing straight down all of the change came out and for 5 seconds just sat there and he very quickly tried to grab all of the loonies he could and then off they went and all of the change scattered <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect like just that one moment you're suspended in midair yeah well like... it actually holds you up for a few seconds like that and that's that's when it happened Amazing. fantastic so we kind of deviated from the spotlight a little bit but hey going to a, a theme park that's kind of like being at a swimming pool well that did have a water park more expensive yeah yeah i still haven't been to the water park there i've and never gone to the water park in wonderland either i need to go to a water park sometime i do like water slides i haven't swam this summer have you? I have. Yeah? I walked like maybe halfway between ankle and knee deep in uh, into Lake Ontario, but like I didn't bring any swimming stuff, so mm. it was kind of just impromptu, so you know, no swimming could happen. This was also like early June, so it was way too cold still. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on to our sponsorship segment. Yeah. This is a good one. I like this. All right, this week, stuck in the 90s, 
is brought to you by those Ford ads with Wilson from Home Improvement. Do you oh, remember man. those? I do. I only remembered them as soon as I read these words. Yeah, that's probably the closest I've ever been to wanting a Ford Windstar. Fact. Maybe I can find one of those ads online and cut it in right now. But maybe I didn't. We'll find out. Who knows? Out. Yeah. Uh, if if that didn't happen, look one of those ads up because those were iconic. And I think if anything in the entire world can validate the plausibility of Superman's secret identity, it is these commercials. Huh. Because it took me a while to piece together that this guy was Wilson. Okay. I get that, but this guy's voice sounds familiar, and just because I couldn't see the bottom portion of his face, yeah, maybe Batman. Maybe this is more of a Batman thing. Than I was going to say it's more of a Batman thing. Yeah, because Superman's just glass. But then again, people look different when they take their glasses off. Kind of, but not that much. Yeah. So you know what, Wilson from Home Improvement and your Ford advertisements, we would like to thank you for for a moment making us want to buy a Ford, and lots of people did. And I'm sure some of them, at least subliminally, were impacted by these ads. Yeah, because, I mean, Wilson always gave us good advice. He really did. He always gave Tim good advice. That Tim kind of screwed up, but his heart was in the right place. Exactly. So, I mean, I wonder what happens. Like, you go to buy a Ford Tempo, and then you end up with, like, a Ford F-150 for your family of eight. Smart. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. All right. I gotta get going. Fair enough. Stuck in the 90s can be found online at Stuck in the 90s podcast. uh, oh my god i fucked it up already stuck in the 90s podcast.com you can email us if you want to be a ten dollar sponsor throw us 10 bucks we will plug your wares stuck in the 90s podcast at gmail.com for more info we're on instagram and facebook at stuck in the 90s podcast uh we're on twitter at sit 90s i think that's about that as always next week we will be discussing week in the 90s my guess is mid to late I think that's a fair guess. I have no idea. I think I still have them written down somewhere, but we're not looking it up right now. Not prepared. So yeah, we'll see you then sometime in August, sometime in the 90s, sometime next week, possibly Sunday. Uh, For now, the podcast is is now now late for work. Over. I'll make it. Okay.